Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Very, very well. Excellent. Cam, you're, mate, it's a, it's a new roof. Mate, you in St. Cam's Cathedral or something? <laughs> awesome. Well done, mate. Can't, can't speak, mate. Might be lunch. So. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, finished chewing swallow, so you don't that's have to. That's beautiful. <laughs> I didn't last long. Yeah. You want more followers? <laughs> Hi, but it is. I, I comment. Right, let's get, get let's get into our, our first of all our wine. Our wine. Uh, Louise first. Yeah, sure. So I've only got the lid off because it's been breathing. I haven't been pre-drinking. Um, so this here, guys, is it's a Martin's Vineyard South Australian McLaren Vale Shiraz 2018. Um, not sure if you guys have ever had it. So this is a carefully selected Shiraz, uh, hand-picked. It's then the stemmed, cold-soaked. Um, on the skins for 14 days and then fermented for a further 14 days. Um, then they, the fermentation slow, uh, slowly happens, basket pressed straight into oak barrels. And I have to say... Well I, read, mate. Then, <laughs> what was that? Well read. Yeah, I know. I did pretty good. No, it's, it's very small print too. No, but I mean, look, you know, I can't really retain all this and all this that I'm about to talk about. So, but yeah, no, really, really, really good drop. So... It's really, 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 really good drop. Yeah. It's funny you're talking about handpicked because last week I, I, I had a bottle where it was handpicked. But you yep. know, when you go to France, there's a region where they, they actually pick the wine that's called Sautel. It's a white wine, dessert style. And not only it's handpicked, but they have to pick it at night. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they, they can't do it during the day. That, that's crazy because um, of the sugar content. And then they have to wait until it, it's nighttime. So, so it's when, you're talking about, when you're talking about handpick, it's not that simple. It, there's reason people do certain things, you know, and, and, and when you, the more you get into those kind of wine studies, the, the more you realize that we, we're drinking very special stuff sometimes. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Ken, your wine. Uh, we've definitely had San Hugo here before. Yeah, I might've got the same as T.O. But I don't know whether we've had the Cab 7. I don't know whether we've had the 2018. Ah, he's gone. I'm pretty Got sure. Him. Yes. Is it the Shiraz or is it the Cab Sav? Cab Sav. I know we've oh, had yeah. the Shiraz definitely from the Trinidad yeah. region or South Australia. I don't need to read the label to tell you it's a bloody good one. Love St. Hugo's. And, good uh, drop. Yeah, I was in a TL rocked up on Wednesday morning and said, you better get your wine in by lunch. And I hadn't even thought about it. So. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even do it today. Shit! That's the most. You... Oh, Angie swore. Yeah, no, that's not a swear word. <laughs> uh, that's uh -huh. the most... It turns out that's the most expensive bottle in carry-on liquor at the moment at fifty dollars. So... Man, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, that's. I don't normally buy the wines from there, but I was in a hurry. So, um, anyway, that's me. We know it's going to be good. Cam's going to make fun of me. Hey? Okay. Cam's going to make fun of me. I've got a Grant Burge. 
Mate. Get it's it, um, the League of Three. It's a cap save. It's their bottom of the range everyday drinking cap sab. It's a very, very full body wine. What? You bought a you you bought a mixed six pack off his website, didn't you? <laughs> oh no, no, it's Dan Murphy's man. Ah, oh, rubbish. Hand <laughs> on, on her. Hand on her. Hand on her. It's no, that's Dan's. It's Dan's, mate. One hundred percent is Dan's. I, I actually buy it all the time from there because it's reasonably priced and it's a good strong red. I like it. It's got some good body to it. Ooh. It's about all I've got to say on it. Uh-huh. Barossa. Yeah. Wine company. Barossa Valley Wine Company. Uh, just a Shiraz 2018. Not nothing really special. I think um the best bottle today probably is going to be Gam. Only, only, on the only one I tried this week. Is that what we're saying
through um, COVID. However, that was a major issue for mm. quite a few people I've spoken to. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. He, mm. didn't have a, he didn't have a personality you could really align with or a, a public personality you could align with. And I don't think Albanese does either. I think he's a wet fish, mate. But mm. and they showed a news clip of ScoMo talking at his church the next day and he was emotional and he spoke yeah. from the heart. And I don't agree with, you know, all the God talk he was going on with, but it was the most real you've probably ever seen him. And I reckon if he had been like that through the campaign or through the last two years where he actually showed that he cared. He showed very little empathy his whole um, term. And, and uh, that, that speech he gave at the church is probably the most real he's ever been, but a bit late the day after you've had your ass kicked, you, you start to care about people, yeah? Mm. Um, it, yeah. It was quite surprising. I was actually thinking that a lot of people would, given the state of the how things still are with COVID and everything that's happening around the world, I thought a lot of people would you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And I thought a lot of people would stay and stick liberal, but obviously I was well wrong there. But I was just basing that on the conversations I'd had with people. But, you know, I think people just want change, don't they? People just want change. Well, it wasn't, as Thomas said, no one voted for Labor necessarily either. It was the independents that... that That's right. That's exactly right. They voted with their feet. It wasn't, wasn't, um, you know... I watched Albo's speech and he, he didn't carry on too much because it would have been a big call given how little the primary vote for Labor was. He couldn't get up there and say, we killed him. So he was okay, but it's still, it wasn't a Labor win. It was a Liberal fail and the people in the middle. Have know, they formed a majority government yet? Does anyone know? Or I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, they, they were well funded. The, the independents were very well funded this time around. I think what was it? Robert Holmes, of court, was behind it, yeah. um, pushing pushing the green energy side of things and wanting to move to a you know greener society and all that sort of stuff. And he funded a lot of them, and a lot of them were women too. So I think majority of them, almost all of them, were women. So it was a, it's a, a good to see, and it was a you know big upset. I think a lot of people were expecting, but even though at Sportsbet was saying that um, Labor were odds on, so they had it called. The speeches, uh, yeah, but they paid out early on. Um, 2019. Fox-headed bloke last time before he, what was his name? Um, I've already forgotten. But um, I'll tell you right. what, Albo's speech sounded bloody expensive. We're going to win the climate wars. We're going to raise all the wages. We're mm. going to have equal rights for every single, I mean, every possible, every tree is going to be treated equally. Like, it was <laughs> a very... Um, all I was thinking was, oh, that's going to cost a bit. No, oh, that's going to be winning a climate war. How hard do you reckon that's going to be with our, with how much we contribute to it? Yeah. Topic yeah. for another day, but it sounded expensive. I hope he's got deep pockets, our boat, because he's going to need them. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see how they pay for it. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think, TL? Just I know we don't want to start in the news. For oh well, well, well I, I think that you guys sum it up very well. I, I thought that um, if anything. It, this one here showed that lack of empathy lost. That after two years of COVID, where people have really gone through pain, the people who've lost their job, maybe some even lost their house, um, that there's been a lot of pain. And when the leader is up there saying, no, no, there's no pain, there's no pain, really nothing happens. Uh, weird stuff happened. Even the treasurer who's done an amazing uh, uh, job with the two years, um, it wasn't that amazing because uh, he, he lost his home seat. Mm. 
it's just crazy bit. I, I've heard of people who voted for Labour for the first time mm. in their life. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, me, but marijuana is still not legal, so I didn't win either. <laughs> yeah, and, and my leader and I, we have lost probably a, a seat in the, in the Senate. So we. Hey, the, what happened there, mate? Where did your. You're going to go back in the wrong? cave? <laughs> Where did your campaign go wrong? Quick. We're going to go back to the our... beginning. Pauline, yeah. When they let a Bel... <laughs> when they let a Bel... Vietnamese Belgian be the two I see, the One Nation party, that might have been where they went wrong. <laughs> All right. So, what's the subject this week? All right. People, a lot of people, and we've, we, you know, we've spoken about this a few times, I think, in different venues and so forth. But a lot of people claim that family is their top value. Um, you know, and they, they spruik it all the time, but do they really live it? You know, when things get a little bit challenging or so forth, do they really live up to it? Um, do they, you know, do they claim it and not live it? Or do they just keep people happy? Mm. What's your thought? Mm. Mm. And, and, and actually, someone's been asking me, like, what is it you guys doing? And I just want to repeat it so people understand. We pick a subject we may not have the opinion going on the positive side, but one of us may have to defend the positive side. So our podcast is about how you can actually spin anything, that, the, that how you, you can actually believe anything you wanna believe if your argument's strong enough. Now, the second lesson that we also try and share is that life is about selling. We are. We are constantly selling ideas. We constantly selling to each other. We constantly trying to change other people's um, thoughts or opinions. Mm. And and so the game here is not is not to think that because we're going for a, a side that that's really what we're thinking. The four of us we don't even know as we start the podcast we don't even know which side we have to bat. I, I if you remember a few weeks ago. I had my, my entire thing prepared for one side and then I had to bat on the other side. And so I had to do it without notes. Mm. So I now learned to do very light notes, but make sure I have notes for both sides because you never know. All right. Mm. So let's have a look at this subject. This have, just to reiterate, you can't have a situation where we sit around four people all agreeing with everything, even though if we actually do agree, we need to be able to look at each side of an argument or each side of a story because the world t tells us what, what happens when too many people think the same thing and nobody challenges it, right? That's, that's yep. when we get into trouble with as a society. There's too much group thinking, no one, you're actually castigated. And from a look, from a sales training point of view, from a training that I loved the other week when it was you two against me and I had to switch, I had to switch on a dime as well. And it's the best, best possible training for life there is because you don't know what the next thing brings. So, Anyone who, anyone who takes what we say too seriously would have a very low opinion of me and you, Thomas, because we're always on the, we're always on the negative. But they're also the ones, um, yeah, the the tap dancing that goes on is a lot of fun. So yeah, it's good fun, and and also take it for what it is, and then try it yourself. There's nothing worse. The, the other week with the money, was it money or something else? I had to unconvince myself. I was selling against everything I believed in. So. <laughs> also, the week when I was away, just the three of you on. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't money. It was something. Yeah, uh, yeah money was last. Money is the most important thing. No, it was no. That, that was, was last week. week. The, the week yeah. before that, when it was just you two versus me, 
um, I actually, by the end of it, had convinced myself against my own beliefs. <laughs> what was that? I can't remember either. I can't remember either, but um, yeah, yeah. I remember. Lying to yourself or lying to others. Yes, that was it. That of was course, it. lying to yourself is dangerous, but I had, I'd managed to convince myself by the end of it oh, that yeah. lying to right. others was the key. Right? So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's have a look at this uh, this week's subject. What do you think, Lou? Maybe there's well, no forward against this side. Mm. No, no, I think the, I think the thing is, is our, our values um, are the beliefs that motivate our actions and guide us through our life. And I think that our lives are therefore shaped by the values that we choose to prioritise in life. And I think everybody, and we know this from the training that we do and everything else, that our, our values are shaped by our personalities and our beliefs. And that sort of can be determined by who we hang around and what we're growing up to believe. But a lot of people's values sort of change as they get older and, and wiser and whatever else, to some extent, to some extent. And I, and I don't think, I, I do think a lot of people do prioritise family as a value and it's probably one of the highest ones on the research that I was doing. A lot of the time it came up as top on the list. I think what happens is along the way people lose sight and and um, their beliefs and, and, you know, their actions change because of different beliefs and life circumstances and things that happen um family is definitely a, a, one of my values but i'm probably also guilty of not displaying that correctly or or how i would like to um over time so i think a lot of people probably have it as a as a value and not necessarily not living it because they don't want to i think they it's like a house that's built on rocky foundations if something happens that house would collapse and that's that things happen in life that throw those curveballs your way and unfortunately it changes you you're covering a lot of things so let's let's I know, let's, I know. let's first start with with this like you, Luke. what 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 do you think uh, a family is chris what have you guys obviously we, we've all looked at the definition of family yeah so mm. what 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 is our definition of family well if you go you, well, you, you well, you go for the, the society norm, it's obviously blood related. I don't really think that's true personally. Um, I was very fortunate to grow up um, in a sort of Italian Australian culture. This is a very mixed culture. I mean, my dad came from Europe and he, there was no family here. It was all not blood relations, but they were all our family. Um, so it's those people who hold similar values to you. Um, I consider you guys part of my family and that is an extended family because we carry those similar values. Mm, yeah. I, I, for me, family is, family is something that you choose because you can have family members that you no longer talk to and you personally don't, while they may be in blood, you, you, know, you, know, you don't consider those, those people family anymore. So those people that you choose and those, I believe, and I was thinking about this when we started speaking about values, is you will hold not all the same values, but a lot of common values in high regard. And they don't have to be identical, but generally speaking, mm. a lot of your values and what you, you know, what are you shaking your head for? Um, another 500-word answer to a yes-no question. So. <laughs> that wasn't it, the question, mate. It was a little bit longer than that. So, yeah, that's what I think family is. Cam, your turn. I don't have a definition for family, but in the answer to the actual question of the podcast, I don't. I think there's two two aspects that I believe. One, the majority of people say family is their number one value because they think that's what people want to hear. Yep. 
That's that's number one. Yeah. Um, society's condition as to that. Number two, then I think there are a lot of people who would like family to actually actually think family is their number one value, but have no idea how to act accordingly. Think they're acting in the best interest of their family, but but doing everything but. So mm -hmm. they're the two. They're the two things. We, you go on a really deep dive to actually have family as your number one value and then look at the actions you do in everyday life. How many of us would actually match up to that, um, match up to that thing? And I know I don't want to steal any of Thomas's thunder, but he said one day that if, if family was truly high on your list of values, wouldn't health be your number one value because you need to be around for your family? So that's health is one example of where none of us are actually doing the right thing by our family. None of us here. I mean, we're not looking after ourselves, really. Um, I know Thomas has just started. So health is one example where, yes, we may say family is our number one value, but we do nothing to make sure we stay on the planet for them. So that's my answer. Right. I, I, I like to, I like to uh, share maybe two definitions that I found um, or oh, that I thought of. Uh, one came from uh, Britannica. And it says that it's all descendants of a common ancestors. And so I was thinking, so we all come down from a monkey at some stage. So we are all a family. So I, that, that's, a, that's what that really made me laugh. But then if we went further, all the monkeys are brothers. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, the other definition that really makes me laugh too. Oh, yeah, very nice sunset. Oh, that. Yeah, see, new house, mate. It's worth uh, five million dollars. No, the, the the other definition I really liked is is from a movie. I think family is me, myself, and I. And I think that that's something that after COVID has come out a lot. Is a, a lot of people talk family, but in the end, a lot of people act selfish. Mm. And I was having a chat this afternoon with someone, and we were talking about it. The the, the amount of selfishness that's coming out. A lot of people are talking family when the circumstances meet their agenda. Mm. The minute it doesn't fit their agenda, it's no longer family. So is there something where family is circumstantial? Yeah, or, you know, you can say blood family. Whatever you do, you can't get rid of that person. It's blood. Yeah. But are we really... So, so really, two questions is, are we really having a right definition of family first? Uh, so I have seen people who talk to me uh, in, in my businesses or when I was running a, a, an office as a manager, oh, mate, you're like my brother. And, or you're like my son, or you're like, you're like the, 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 the father I wish I had. But then the next day, they resigning and, and, and sending me to the fire. You know, as if I, I was just a, 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 someone that could, you can just use and abuse. And so you're thinking, hold on, are these people really understanding the word family? Otherwise, don't use it. So hence, I'm really pedantic about the definition. I, I really defy people out there to really sit down and go, what's my definition? Mm. Thanks, brother. Thanks for that, brother. I'll, I'll send you an email tomorrow. Yeah. Um, as long as you're I saying brother, we're not, oh, he's old enough to be. Um, <laughs> there's another one. There's another one for the book, TL. Uh, <laughs> I think, and we're not scientists on here, but anecdotally, 
COVID, the first COVID lockdown proved it. I think our DNA and evolution would suggest that we're designed to look after number one. At the end of the day, and when when push really comes to shove, we saw it, you know, people stabbing each other over toilet paper. I know I bring that up a lot, but doesn't that tell a story yeah. about a lot of things, right? Isn't yeah. it a good picture frame? Yeah, you will see people leave their kids in a car to go and play the pokies. You will see all sorts of things that that point to the fact that as humans from that monkey that we're designed, it's it's kill or be killed, it's survival of the fittest, and that DNA is still in us. We're still animals, right? So we can say family and we can be family and we can do family, but yeah. um, the only, yeah, the, the, the true people of a family would be number one. Oh, I think as humans, we all should be family, but people who will actually take a bullet for someone, people who will put their own life at risk for somebody else, they're probably the ones that espouse it better than most because on a, and I think on a job level, it's a fairly superficial level. We need to take this stuff deeper, but we all have that. You're the best ever and I love you and I this and I that I, and I quit and you're the worst boss ever and I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. You know what I found very surprising was when I was doing a little bit of research and I was trying to find, you know, our top values and then I looked in, you know, family values and so forth. Every, almost every single website that I went to family wasn't in the top 10 values and i went to a, a number but a lot of the a lot of the values that they used were all part of that family collective uh, things like security things like um, acceptance things like appreciation they were all in those top 10 values which sort of together combined to make that word family so i don't know if we use family as a off-the-cuff remark for one, yeah. for not knowing a, a better way to describe what we're saying. Probably more. From a parent, though, mate, it's, it, then that's where the society's pressure comes in. As a parent, you're supposed to say, I'm doing it for the kids. Or as a husband, you're supposed to say, I'm doing it for my wife and my kids. And as a mother, yeah. you're supposed to say the same thing. I tell this story a lot to new recruits and, and staff. Oh, I didn't really kick off. I mean, I was going okay from the time I started in real estate, but it wasn't until I sat down one day and we, we were doing values and I used to say all that, I'm here because we're broken, I've got to feed my kids and I'm here because of this and I'm here because of that and that's why I do it. We have a leaderboard that shows how many points people are on from performance. All I really cared about then was being on top of that leaderboard. My number one value was winning, right? And that might not be a good thing or a bad thing, but the minute I was able to... Yeah. One, accept it. One, realise it and go, shit, that's what I'm about. That's why I get fired up. It yeah. push me. And, yeah, well, mate, we're both on the shit level, so that's all right. <laughs> you just swap, And two, the realisation that it was okay to for other people not to be your number one priority at a certain given time was yeah. a huge, huge relief for me. And when people say, oh, you know, I want to be, I want to, when an 18-year-old tells you I want a career or, you know, I want to be in the game for 40 years, you go, no, that's not what you want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then think about what your actual value is. Now, you can only run off wanting to win for so long, same reason you can only run off revenge for so long because eventually you're going to lose, as TL says, but at that time. And then if I was winning that leaderboard, do you reckon my wife and kids were going to be okay? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Right, because the the Absolutely. rewards that being on top of that leaderboard bring from a from a 
financial standpoint, my kids and my wife are going to be okay. So it's okay to say that family is not your number one thing in life. Yes, it is. But I think going back to what Chris said, I think part of the problem is it's such an umbrella term. Like a lot of, I, I found a similar thing, Chris, a lot of the uh, values of surrounding family sort of could be interpreted as the same thing or, or under family in general, you know. Yeah. I think, and I know we sort of reflect back to COVID because I think COVID did teach us so much. And I, you know, a lot of people had a resetting priorities and an and a innovation overnight with a lot of things. But I think what it did is it did reset a lot of values for a lot of people too. Like those that you couldn't go see your sick family or you couldn't go to, you know, help, you couldn't go to funerals. Like a lot of these things you sort of realised, well, I know from my own experience, sort of a lot of guilt and, oh, geez, you know, I could have done better. I could have tried harder. Who am I to say family is my value? And yet I couldn't even do this. So I think it's being honest. And I think that's what, that I think that's what a value is. It's a value that if it feels wrong or you start to feel those feelings of shame or whatever, then you're not living your true self and, and therefore you're not really living up to the value that you say that you set high. Um, we see it a lot in real estate. You guys have all probably experienced a similar thing to me. Uh, someone's not well and, 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 you know, perhaps, you know, dying and this, these family come out of the woodwork who, prior to you know they hadn't been seen for 10 years and you know I think it's a it's a shame that um you know we we see the worst in people when in bad situations but yet those same people would be the probably out there saying that you know our our value is family but you know what I mean like so what about so there's people who say family because they think they have to and then the other aspect I said was there's people that actually think family is their number one value but a guy or a girl who goes to work for 16 hours a day and does 80 hours a week and leaves before the kids are up and um, gets home after the kids are in bed and does that for 10 or 15 years and missing all their kids' formative years and that relationship that that brings, that yeah. guy thinks he's acting with family as his number one value, but at, at heart, his kids have missed a father or a mother. Exactly. And they, the there is actually a, a huge breakdown in the family there. So what about the people who think they're doing right by their family by working hard and doing everything yeah. they can and sacrificing everything? Cats in the Cradle song, right? So mm. Cats in the Cradle, the bloke's doing his best. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, what's, yeah. what's the sort of response to that? That's a good question, Ken. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm listening. Do you know what? I, I've been fascinated uh, for the last five minutes, so I waited for you guys to stop. About Kara uh, Lovett, one one of the listeners here, she asked a very good questions um, because we're talking about family, and and she said, you know, as soon as people have kids, they cut off and neglect the 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 parents. So we and and I'm listening to you guys, and you're talking about you towards the kids, but I haven't heard so far any discussion about you towards the grandparents yeah. uh, and, and and so is family like the family unit it's almost like uh, we have to cut off uh, uh, that tree uh, what about the 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 parents who actually brought us to this level gave us everything maybe sacrifice everything what what is it the moment we have family they off we now have to worry about this family so yeah. I, I think that I'm, I'm still struggling with that definition of family and and, and I see I see people who uh, 
uh, yeah, it's family is a choice. I see people who to who family is as long as there's no money issue. I mean, I I have uh, I have inside my own family, right? Uh, people who with whom as soon as I said, listen, uh, the the uh, parents can't afford to 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 pay for wine anymore, or you know, why don't you for Christmas you and I we're gonna pay for half of the wine. And since they haven't seen the guy, you know, and his his wife tried to lie to me, but and 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 call call my family and said that you know Thomas abused me, but I was smart enough to put her on speakerphone, and uh, the family here could see that that's not true. <laughs> He's never said anything higher than this decibel. So mm -hmm. thank God, touch wood, I did the right thing. But so you look at some of these things. There is a natural tendency with family that when we have our own children, we cut off whatever is above. Mm. And, mm. and like my ma own mother says, you know, water always run, runs down the wall, doesn't go up. Mm. Tears never go back up. It's, it's a weird thing. So for me, I'm struggling with that definition because I think once you have family, whether they're hurting you or not, I don't think it's a matter of choice. You have adopted as a family. You, just like you have your child, you can't just say it's no, you're no longer family because, because the minute you say that, then what you have is a transactional relationship. You do this, I treat you this way as long as you behave this way. Mm. Um, I think that the people who really understand the value of family are the people who still behave with respect towards the people who are no longer contributing to their life. I think that that's when you can say these people really define family as something that is non-mobile, non-negotiable. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. You know, and I share this for no other reason that before my dad passed away, it was that Saturday we went into lockdown. I don't know if you remember, a few weeks, a few, I was probably four or five weeks prior, we were just about to go into lockdown again. We're going back into lockdown. And I think it was in July. It was a Saturday. And I was at an open home. And I found out as soon as the open home finished, I jumped in the car. I went and saw my dad for the last time. And that value of family allowed me to avoid any regret in the future. Mm. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have seen him for quite some time. You know, I think it was at least a week before that time because I went and seen him every week. Mm. So it's a commitment. It's a commitment to that other person. Mm, it, mm. It's a, and it's a commitment to yourself. It actually is. Uh, I think it's a little bit self-serving at, at the time too because I, I needed to make sure myself personally that he was going to be okay, seen before we went into the lockdown and so forth. And unfortunately, that accident happened during that period. And I think there's people who don't, don't value that. And it doesn't have to be a long time. That short time, that short split second with a person just to be able to say hi give them a, a hug a kiss hello yeah. and they if they spruik family as their main value i think they need to look at themselves and mm. go really is that like cam said before yeah it was he was saying it's family but he wanted to win um yeah just take, a, just take a moment to really think about that yeah and i think what you're saying chris is in that moment that's all that mattered to you and you oh, absolutely. As soon as I found we're going to lockdown, 
I needed to get there. That's right. And you would do, you would have done whatever it took because in that moment, that's, you were living your true self. You knew you had to follow through with that. And I think, Was you that know, for yourself though, Crusoe, or for your dad? Say that again, mate. For your dad or you? No, that was for that. You yeah, said, that's a good question. I didn't get, well, that, I no, that, didn't get there. Yeah, no, that's a good question. No, no, that's a good question, mate. And I can't, I can't answer. I really can't answer that because I don't know dad's, you know, appreciation of that. Because at the time he had dementia, and it made when me, you, maybe, decided, made, made me feel better. Made me feel better. Maybe I maybe it was a self. Maybe it was a selfish act. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know, mate. I, that's where I say yeah. that people who use use family, and I'm not use is a strong word, but use. No, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I understand. A cover because what you said then, when you told your story, was if I didn't get there, I would have regretted it. For yeah, yeah, yeah. To save yourself the guilt. Oh. Now I want to I want to take a bit issue with what TL said. Not a huge issue because I do agree. Probably we cut real fam, real family, blood family off too quickly for. Seeming minor indiscretions, right? But there is also, I know, plenty of there, there's a line there, mate. Are you, are you trying to suggest that can you, you can never cut a family member off ever? No, I I, I didn't uh, say it that way. I believe that you can have disagreements. You can have um, a period of time when you don't see them. Uh, the, the length of the period is nothing to do with the action. The length of the period has everything to do with your inner makeup, your ability to let go, to forgive, to move on. And I, well, there's I, nothing that, but that person, whether you cut them off or not, are still family. Yes, but do they have to be treated that way? If they've, if they've given up that right to be treated that way? They have not given up the right. You, Quite often it is quite often it is it is us that have family. So, but to you then your definition of family is if you're sharing the same DNA, that's it. Family, it's nothing to do. I never, with that. I never said nothing that. I never said that. But that's what you're suggesting. No, I never said it. They're that. still family, regardless of what they do. They're still family. So your definition of family has nothing. No, that's to do not with what I said. That's not what I said. What I said is that once you have embraced someone as family, then you have to. Uh, practice all the things that one does towards a family. Mm. Hence, I spoke about the people who said to me, man, you're like family to me. And then the next day resigned in an, uh, an undespicable manner. Uh, uh, the people who say you're like the, the son I should have had and then walk into the office when I hop on the plane to go to Belgium some 20 years ago and grab the listing away from, from me. I mean, that's, it's not what you do. No, that's, that's not you what you that's can have disagreement. Family. You can have disagreement. No, no, I'm talking about now non-blood. Yeah. Uh, so you can have disagreement even with blood. You can, but it's only telling you your makeup. It's telling you how long that tooth of yours is. If how if 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 you have got a lot of issues within anger, inability to just let go because you have the an inability to even embrace yourself and let go of, of your own and forgive yourself. Yes, it's going to be a very long thing. Yes, you're going to sit there and try and justify to the world, but not to me, that that person is no longer family. Because I go, do you know what I'm thinking now? Whenever I'm talking to people like this, I'm going, what will happen to me the day that I'll offend him? Mm, mm, mm. Exactly, exactly. Do I go from family to the dirt in the street? Because, because in oh, the end, they shall treat you the way they, they were telling me. 
My question isn't about offence. The way the way I took the way you were speaking is that there is no line ever that can be crossed that makes them no longer family. And I believe everyone has different lines, and I agree that the line a lot of people draw is way too thin, right? It's it's you know he said this about me, we'll get over it. But surely yeah. there is a line where someone is no longer part of your family, regardless of whether it's blood or otherwise. Yeah, but, but that's your definition of family as something that is transactional, that people no. need to meet some conditions. There's some acts that aren't. So, all right, so, all right, let's talk about this. What, the, what do you think? The what mother you, of the child. No, the mother of, the mother of, or the brother. Let's probably not use mother because I think mother's a bit different. 18-year-old kid just shot 21 people dead in Texas, yes? Yeah. That's your brother. Still part of your family? Yeah. You don't have to agree with everything. I, I would hate what he's done. He's I would done. probably be the first one to send him to the cops if he sat down with me and told me about it. But he's still my brother. I will still visit him in jail. I will, I, and if people said to me... Just killed 19 children, man. And I know you said, you've already said you don't agree, but if that's not a line, where's a line? Yeah. There's no line. It, uh, this is why I say, you know, we, we, you, you, have you have conditional definition. I don't. That, it's a different opinion. This is, this is the thing that we, I, I think we, we need to really understand because I, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people like writing a lot of stuff. I, I don't even have the time to read the whole lot, but we, we seem to live in a place, including me, where our opinions now are more important and valuable than facts. Mm. And for me, a fact is very simple. Mm. family has got certain things you, mm. once they are they are mm. now to you that is an opinion mm. your, mm. your value your, your the way you define family to me is your opinion so what we need to do is to just respect that we we are not here to say who's right who's wrong i didn't say you're right or wrong i asked the question is there you, a you line did, you did you did say at, at no, the beginning I said, so is there a line can i but I, I want to answer another question of yours. You on the leaderboard as being number one, does it mean that you are looking after your family? Let me tell you, the guy who's number three is probably also looking after his family. The guy who's not on the leaderboard but doing his best is also looking after his family. Yeah, so I'm answering your yeah, stuff. Number one point. does not mean that no, you're the only one looking after. I didn't say I was the only one looking after my family. I said if I'm number one, it's my family winning. Family going to be okay. Let me tell you, number number ten also yeah. means that yeah, but that's number no. ten because I, you know what, I never got to number one, mate. Not once, maybe for a day, maybe for a week. I'm just point was, my that's point was, it's okay to say that family isn't your number one at a given point in time because by sheer virtue of trying to get to number one in mm. our game. Mm. Your family, in some sense, and at, at that time for me, it was about food on the table and paying bills, right? It was purely a financial reason I had to be good. They won. They're winning, right? That was what I said. I didn't say number two wasn't, number three wasn't, but the it's no, okay to admit it's okay to admit that you want to be the best. And to say otherwise is silly, right? Mm. It is okay for five seconds to say that right at this moment, your family isn't your top, the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. But I thought you said, Cam, that your family, it wasn't about your family at that time. It was about being number one. It was. It was. When I look at that leaderboard, I'm not thinking about my kids or my wife. And when I'm doing $6,000. Yeah, 
Didn't you just say the opposite to that though? Just no, I didn't ever. I said it's okay to not say family is number one, and I said the striving to be number one is going to make your family okay. That's okay. what I said. Can I can I go back to what I was trying to say about Chris and his scenario with his dad? In that moment, he dropped everything, and the only thing that mattered right then was to see his dad because he knew it might have been the last time, and it turned out it was Chris. Um, and so you would have done anything in that moment, and you did do everything in that moment. And I think the difference is I was having a conversation with somebody else and, and this fellow is like, you know, 40 years older than me. So he said, you know, it was funny growing up. Was like, Thomas, was it? Pardon? Thomas, <laughs> no, Thomas was only two years older than me. No, joking. Um, no, he said, look, you know, as a kid growing up, it was always dad would say, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. And it was, you know, sporting events or it was church things or it was, you know, you name it. And dad never really did show up. And even though he would say that family was everything, and I think going back to what we're all trying to say here, it's the definition of family. I think in your moment, Chris, your true value of family, it, it kicked in and that's what it was, you know. I think in saying that, in saying that though, Lou, I, I can tell you, I was thinking about this family, that, that those values, values need to, we need to understand values can change. I, I think they're very fluid. Because, um, and, and Thomas knows the conversation that I had with my family before I opened the business. I said to him, guys, I need to put a bit more time into the business. So maybe you won't be my number one priority. Yeah. On Saturdays, I'm sorry, on Sundays, I'm doing my best to, to spend my time with them. But there's certain parts of your life. If you fall sick, if you fall ill, your value needs to be health. Yeah. If, it, there's, if there's a major issue, if you're starting a new business or for whatever reason, those values will be altered. They, no, the, no, 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 no. The hierarchy no, no, will no. change. No, no. The priority, priority. That, that, that's what I was going to say. The priority. The focus, the, the value still stays. Exactly. I think no, we no, have But, but it's not your top value. The thing was. Did Thomas you know, just interrupt you, Chris, for lunch? I believe it was. The top value was. He almost swore to. The top value. <laughs> the, the thing was, people claim the top value is family. That top value needs to change with the priority. I think. I think. I think the the truth is that we all have these core values that that we um, motivate our actions and guide us through life based on our beliefs and they're ingrained in our personality. But I think for me, I think, and I've been there and done it myself. My priorities of my values have changed, and exactly like what you're saying, Chris. You know, at some point it was family. Then I took a selfish step, and I felt in that moment that was because it needed to be about me. You know, and I think I don't have any regret and I don't have any guilt for that because I needed to do what I needed to do for me to feel as though I was doing the right thing for me in, at that well, moment. Let's go into the, the next part because I don't, I don't think so far we are into the definition and we're still going around. I think uh, we're still going around a lot of the, the what we think and we feel. Mm. So we, we all agree that a lot of people say my number one value is family. Yes, we probably all agree that most people don't even leave family as number one value. Yes. Yep. Why is that? It's so. I think you know. I looked into it. Whether it's family or other other values they have, whether it's success or whatever it may be, I think it comes down to the social and sort of institutional laws that we have in our head that sort of mould where we come from. The it's tribe the that we grew up, eh? It's the job interview. 
Another interruption. But it's it's what people. That was an interruption. But that was um, what people. The society forces you to do what you think, and it's your ego that feels I must say what they want to hear, what they want to hear, rather than what I feel, because I don't want to be different from the crowd. The job interview. So the, you say, why do you want to be in real estate? Because I like houses. No, you don't. I like houses and I want to help people. I want to help people and I like houses and I'll do it for free because yeah. my name's Louise. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was point one of what I said. Most people say family when they say, what's the most important thing to you? My kids or my family. All right. Most people say that because that's what they want people to hear. When you're in a job interview at a real estate office and they say, why do you want to be in real estate? The poor buggers think we want to hear because I really like houses and I really like helping people. All I want to hear is I want to make a shitload of money and I want to help a lot of people move doing it, right? That's because that's when you know, that's why you get yeah, in real estate. Sorry, can I just ask you, mate, on that statement, do you want to hear that because that's in line with what you think? No, I just want to know because I know now... How many people get into real estate because they like houses? But what if they genuinely want to help people buy their dream? I'm just saying, what if they genuinely yeah, and want to help and, people? And money's not the sort of be all and end all for That's them. fine, but don't sit in front of me and say you're not there for the money as well because that's not right. It pays well. Too scared, of saying, too scared of saying, all, all we want as business owners is good people who are driven to be successful. And success has many different lines right it doesn't have to be the most money in the world but it sure as hell helps and then, and that's and the other part of it is tl the answer to your question is i think in the definition i gave at the start people say it because i think that's what people want to hear that's number one and number two is they really believe that they're family but back to my example about the guy who works 16 hours a guy or girl who works 16 hours a day and never sees his kids really want family to be their number one value but don't know how to do it because Logic would suggest if you never see the kids that you're working the 16 hours a day for, then family, you're not working as family as your number one value, is, is what I think. Mm. Um, Why are you okay. shaking your head? No, because I, I think that what you're talking about is probably uh, about definition. The guy who's working 16 hours a day, his definition of looking after the family could be bringing home the coin. Because if you bring home the coin, you can send the kids to private school. You can send them to nice holidays. You can actually uh, give them luxury. So maybe you he's find out when it's way too late that all your kids wanted was you can, can 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 put it on a Saturday, right? Can so, I finish? Yes. Well, you know, yeah, okay. I forgot. I forgot, I forgot my line. Ah. Yes. Um, okay. So I, I want to sort of go back to like your question, Thomas. People said it as top value, but why aren't they living it? And what you said earlier, I think a lot of um, the conflict that we have in life exists because people aren't living in alignment and um, living their true self. And I think part of the problem is with that. How many people do you know who say family is their top value? Or even if it's not top, it's in their top three. When you see them, they don't talk to their brother or their sister or their child for 10 years over a silly grudge that they've held over something so silly or sim like small. And I think going back to what you were trying, or I think what you were saying before, Thomas, is a lot of people aren't living it because they haven't, their ego is still in the way and they might say that family is, a, is their value and whatever else. But, you know, like I know people that won't talk to family over a grievance they had 10 years ago. Well, me who said that, Lou, not to you. Thank you. They, no, it was, it was 
actually what Thomas was saying. And 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 I've seen people not talk. I had an exact example in my own family where two people didn't talk for 10 years, a mother and a daughter, and they both went to their graves. And I think the saddest thing about that is they both probably had family as a top value or one of the top, but it was their their probably their egos or whatever it is what, that got in the way of them not fully living that value, even though they said that was their value. And I I don't I think I'm trying to make sense. I think that's <laughs> okay. you were fine with Thomas before. Like uh, I'm gonna make it simple in my answer. I, I think that uh, most people don't leave values because these days of the internet, looking the part. Yeah. All right is more important than being. Social media these days have really pushed us into mm. trying to make sure we're right. This is why we have the cancel culture. This is why last week, when I actually asked our listeners to pick one of the two, money or, or, or not money, no one really answered. I, I asked some of the guys who actually listened afterwards and, and they said, well, we don't want, we don't want people to judge us. We, we still we still running businesses. I mean, there's some guys, he, he's, he's running a, a full research show and he's scared someone's going to listen to it and, and that's going to cost him a listing. And so everyone walks around saying, uh, saying a lot of things that they're not. Mm. Right, now let's go into the work context because I, I've seen people saying things like, uh, for me, family is the highest. All right, then... Answer me this question. It, why would you say family is the highest, but then when you go to work, you don't give it your best to make sure that you bring home the bacon to compensate for the amount of hours that you're away from loved ones? Yeah. The question I've been trying to answer, people who think their family is their highest value but don't act, know how to act it or, how, or put two and two together. If you won't go to work when you go to work, then family can't be your highest value. Much the same as the health thing. If you family is your highest value, but you're 130 kilos and on or every medication, then family can't be your highest value because you're not going to be around to see it. Right? Well, so is it people well, not knowing what they're not knowing what their values are? Teal is my question. I think there's a lot of contributing factors to that question that sort of cancel out or people don't know how to move beyond whether it's um, the health issue, like Cam said, or the fact. The, the fear of failure stops them from acting and so forth, yet they mistake being busy for being productive, um, not having the right association around them. I think there's a lot of factors that come into that question, Thomas, where about their intention is for their family, but their actions are adverse to that. Is it is it a definition thing again, Teal? Because for some people, having a job and turning up to work is enough for the, they think that's doing right by their family. So it's back yeah, to a yeah, definition. Yeah. Right? I'm getting a weekly wage, I've got a job, it sure as hell beats. Now my wife, girlfriend, partner and kids don't think I'm a doll bludger so I can just turn up and take the thousand bucks a week and, and, and skate by. Is that is that a definition thing or is that a fraud thing where you, you're saying one thing and taking a job for the sake of it and not, I don't know. I, I say it all the time to new recruits. If your someone in your family was really sick, would you have done the last two months the way you've done it? And almost every single time I have people saying, no, I would have worked much harder. No, I would have been so focused. No, I would have gotten the listings that I need to get. I would have made the sales I needed to make. So I, I then ask them, what's the difference between 
someone being on their deathbed before you put it as a priority and you then go and do this to doing it because the eight hours that you're away from them, it's the eight hours of dead time, of, of time that you've lost away from them. Mm -hmm. Should you compensate? And, and it's a funny thing. People don't look at it this way. Uh, you know, they, for them, uh, maybe what Cam is saying is right. Being at, having a job is, is doing enough. And so I don't believe that really this society really means it when they say, my number one value is family. I believe they lied. When they say that, they lie. And I've seen you do that to people, Thomas, and I've seen the end result. And it's triggered some people. It's triggered some people for a day, a week, a month, or six months. And it hasn't triggered people at all. But that is the most defined. Could you think of a more perfect example of a question to find out if someone's true value really is, is family? Asking a parent, you know, if you had to go and pay $100,000 for your kids to fix whatever, would you work harder? And they go, oh, yeah, but then still don't do it. Well, then, you know, right, you, you know. So it, it's a bloody good cull at that question. But I think if that's what we're trying to boil down to, what the overall answering is, I, I agree with TL. Yes, most people don't live family. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not all, I think they're split down the path of would like to live family but aren't. Yeah. Family. And um, yep. bullshitting about family being their highest value because that's what social media and society demands. Demands. Imagine. Well, I also think, Cam, though, a lot of people, and you mentioned it before about a guy saying my, my, my family is my highest value, then working 18 hours or 16 hours a day. What was his experience as a child and his parents? Yeah. Was his dad and mum always home and, and they were always broke and they were always struggling? So for him, they weren't living family. They were bloody bludgers. So for him, family is get your ass to work, make the money for the family so the family's living well, right? So it's their experience. Everyone's going to have their own definition. And I can't, unfortunately, we've gone back to definitions. Um, I'm that guy, Chris. Their own concept. I'm that guy. I, my, I grew up where my parents worked their frigging asses off, right? Yeah. And their reasoning for doing it was to put a roof over our heads and foods on our table. But because of that, we only saw mum for two hours a day. She'd stay up from night shift just to drive us 500 metres to the train station so she could see us for the day to then go back to sleep and to go to night shift. And, and, and dad did what dad did. And unfortunately, that one, I got the work ethic out of it. But two, as a parent, I prioritised work ethic over taking five yeah. minutes to to spend more time with my kids and it's a constant fight I have in my head and I don't even catch, it's that ingrained in me, I don't even catch myself doing it until I go, oh shit, I really should have been there for that. Yeah. So there's there's wanting to be family and, and exactly what you said, Chris, it, it, it's the bits of it that are in your DNA. Not everyone's not being family on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is what you learn as, as yeah. a lot of us parent the way our parents taught us and then a lot of us parent the exact opposite because they don't want to be that. But then a lot of us get stuck in, I don't want to be that, but you find yourself doing it. I go, shit, I'm my dad. And it annoys the hell out of me. But yeah, and, and just on that, Cam, just exactly what you're saying, and I don't know whether you guys have all done the same thing. As, as we, I see it in my kids now, you know, um, you, you grow up thinking, you know, you don't really, your parents are great, but you sort of, 
you know, you don't agree with everything they say. They tell you to do one thing, you do the opposite because they're your parent, you know better and all the rest of it. But as you get older, you suddenly realise, like it was something my daughter said recently, far out, mum, I'd be so lost without you. But as, as my kids have got older, they've started to appreciate me more and what I've done. And so I think their values have changed as they've got older. So my question is, I know values come by our beliefs and what, you know, what we're brought up to see and not see and whatever else. But is it also a cultural thing as well? Like, you know, you look at the some of the people overseas and how they live and how they treat family. And I can tell you, it puts a lot of us to shame. You look at the Greek and Italians have a family party, mate. They want 57 people. <laughs> My family asked if they could have Christmas at our house this year. And all, the, all I could think of was nothing worse. So, yeah, there's probably a bit. But, yeah, like, yeah. But you're right, probably is the right culture. Saying, you're right in what you're saying, Lou, is that... That goes for a lot of different values that we hold, whether it's family or whatever. Um, different cultures are going to be different. Uh, so it's very environmental. It's very social um, in, yeah. in the aspect that we've brought up in. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Europeans generally have a very tight family. But yeah. That's our perception in Australia. My yeah. mother-in-law went there five years ago and she was like, I can't wait to come home because all the parents are doing are trying to keep the kids at home. Where in Australia, all the kids are doing is staying at home and not leaving. Right. So it's it, it's it's completely different sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is very, it is very important. joke is about the mother-in-law being a problem, right? In Australia, the, the running joke is the mother-in-law. Yeah, true, true. But I think as we get older, though, I I personally know that even though I haven't agreed with everything my parents have done and and whatever, I respect them because I, I don't know, I've got older and I understand they did the best they could with what they had, you know, and I think you don't see that as a child. You don't, I mean, like you said a minute ago, Cam, you know, you people raise their kids to be the same to what they experience or the complete opposite because they actually don't want that. And it's a, it's a bit of a juggle. I think the big thing is, is there's such a umbrella family definition that we probably say family because it covers everything but what we probably mean is at some point in our lives we probably mean success or recognition or you know contribution Connection. exactly i, I think Security. there's a thousand of them yeah absolutely but we shoot family because that's what everybody wants to hear and that's the big umbrella that covers everything isn't it good job family so, so what happens when uh, staff or employers or like leaders or bosses use the term family? Mm. Well, they've got to enact it, mate. They've got to carry that out. They've got to... Mm. They've got to show it. It's as simple as that. Sorry, yeah. Ken, go for it. Ah, uh, you're all right, mate. I was interrupting again. But no, no, go, go. It was That's five lunches, but it's okay. Well, we were talking about definitions, though, too, because I've, I've always said... I've always talked about once I hire someone, they should be treated like your family. And then Thomas's answer to that, I know, he'd be like, well, why do you do this and why do you do that? Well, that's because I probably do the same thing. Unfortunately, like I said, picked up a lot of traits in my DNA. You know, when someone annoys me, that's it. And that's the end of it. So I probably still on reflection do treat staff like family and I probably need to get better at that than anything. But... Um, to the leader that says they're family and then treats them like shit, is that them 
having a problem with the definition of family then if we're going i'll stick up I'll, I'll, I'll pick the anti-argument let's go all right because we've many 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 times on this podcast before lou after lou before chris we've bashed leaders who say they treat staff like family and then treat them like shit but what if it is that is their definition of family what if the addition of family is you work for it, brother, because I had to work for it when I was a kid and um, whatever else. All right, come at me. I'm on the anti-side. Let's go. That is my definition of family, right? I don't have to pay them. They have to earn it. I don't have to give them anything until they've proved their worth. I, I think it comes down to it. And it, there's something I only realised probably in the last few years that a lot of people have a mindset of work is work. And family is family. And then some people want to know is it's all the same. It, mm. It's all one. It's all it's it, it's just work life. It's all work life. Mm. But I know I've, I've got mates of mine. I've, I know people very close to me that, no, 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 work's work and I don't mix the two. But why not? For me, it's all been one. Sorry, sorry, Ken. Does that make leadership too hard, mate? I, I don't know. Is that part of the issue? Is that part of the issue that people have that absolute segregation for work and family? Because as I said, for me, it's it's all together. It's just too hard to separate. Them. How do you how do you sack someone who's your family? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I was having conversation during the week. Yes. Oh, yeah. no, save me. Say something. No, that's what I mean. If, if, if why, why, why would someone who treats you as family get themselves to a position of being sacked? Mm, yeah, I, I had a conversation with uh, someone. It's a through, two, sorry, two street. Hey? yeah, it's a two-way street. Two-way street. But, but you say, but you say to you, oh, you can't treat them, can't treat them like mates. You, you they're not your mate. You, they're your, your leader. I, I treat family like mates. I, I. I do that. And that can make leadership decisions tough. And that can, yes, Thomas. I always tell Just my because you put your hand up doesn't mean you're not interrupting, by the way. I'm doing the Nazi salute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always tell my kids, um, I'm your father. And that means that as a father in the family, there are responsibilities that I have to do. Mm. There are duties. If on top of that, we can really be mate, that's a bonus. Yeah. But first, I must fulfill my duty. Yeah. So when I have employees and they're part of the family, my number one job is to be a leader. My number one job is not to be their mate. Yeah. If on top of it, we can be mate, it is a bonus. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say a very similar thing. With my kids, I don't want them to ever think of me as their mate. And if they do, that's I don't, great. mate. You talk too much. If if they do, that's great. But you know, what my job is is to be their mum. And if that means stalking them, you know, to make sure they're they're safe. Have they made it home from a party? Are they okay? Have they eaten? Have, can I help? Blah, blah, blah. You know, asking a million questions. Where have you been? What have you done? You know, that's my job as the mum. And I think as a leader or as a boss or whatever you want to call yourself. You can still have that uh, relationship, but your job is to be that person first. I think also, I think also, I said it to Maddie, I think, um, the people who work for us, yes, they know they have a job. And like Thomas said, two-way street. You treat your people 
like employee, uh, your employees like volunteers because they're, they are taking time away from their families, from things that they also enjoy, to be there to do the best thing, hopefully for themselves and for the business. If you treat people, and we'll, and this conversation Are came about- Are you treating them like volunteers or family? Now I'm confused. You treat them like volunteers. Not family. No, I didn't say not family. I said treat them as volunteers as as opposed to like obviously you're paying them but if you treat them like the com and, and where I was going Cam and it might clarify for you where I was going it was a conversation about another another office in another network now this leader leads by bashing his people literally not not physically but mentally verbally um mentally bash and I said well you know that's not the correct style you can still get people to do what they should do by encouragement and inspiration and motivation if somebody has to bash people mentally mentally and verbally and emotionally to get them to do what they need to do that's not the right thing and my, and where i went with that is the people that work for you should be treated like a volunteer because they're taking time away if family is their number one value and their number one priority they're sacrificing eight or ten hours a day to be with you to provide for their family, but also to see your business succeed. And that's the difference. Um, you reckon they're there to see your business succeed or see themselves and their families? I, I, I think the right people, Cam, are there to see the business succeed. Yeah, but do you reckon the majority are there for you or for themselves? I think I think there's. I think the answer to that is that they're there for both reasons. And, you know, you see offices that are revolving doors, they're the ones that are there for the wrong reason. You know, I can only speak for, for, for us and our, our retention. And I've got people that have been working around us for 20 years. You know, how often do you see that? And you can't I'm say that they're... I'm not questioning your business. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you are. But what I'm saying is those people, are they there? Have they been there for themselves the whole time or have they been there for us as well? No, not at 20 years. Not at 20 years. God, no. Because to put up with your speeches after a few wines, you'd have to be... But leader, on that leader that's that's slamming his team. Yeah. What if he, what if he thinks that is how you treat family? What if his journey, his journey as a as a youth into adulthood, with that's how he was treated, and that's how he believes how you inspire oh, and yeah. so forth. Yeah, well, my opinion so for his so his 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 version, his definition of if family is that is actually what you do. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not saying it's wrong. My opinion is that it's wrong. No, it is wrong. We, yeah. we all agree that what he's doing is wrong to his family. Yeah. There's no question there. But we have to understand that while it's not our way, it doesn't mean it's not the what they're used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think perhaps it might be his way of thinking that he's doing the right thing and what he would do to his family. I, I totally disagree with that. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, he, might he might lack the skill and the capacity to actually know how to get people to go to work. Some people have to deal, some people have to lead with a stick and other people lead with a carrot. And that's the difference. The carrot wouldn't get me to do shit just quietly. We know, we know. <laughs> a, a cheeseburger, a cheeseburger. Um, I had a double quarter pounder. You want to get me to go somewhere? Double quarter pounder, baby. Double quarter pounder, baby. Why is it a carrot? Oh, because a donkey goes for a carrot. Are we all donkeys, are we? Are we all donkeys? No, it's carrot because diamonds, diamonds, carrots, carrots, and diamonds. Yeah. Bloody gold coated 
You bloody donkey. Embossed <laughs> you know, guys, no, like in all honesty, like going back to the definition, as you as I've said it many times before, when we start our sales meetings on a Thursday, the thing we go around the room is we talk about what we're grateful for. And there was a few people this morning that said, what I'm grateful for is the people that I have around me, this team, this this family. And it was really, really nice to hear them say that. And I think um, like what you said, Chris, I think a lot of people, uh, and I think we've had something come up along these lines before. It's something maybe you said, Thomas, a lot of people um, mix work and family together. Like it is just the one thing. And a lot of times people also um, choose, like, uh, how can I say, their, their work family is not, I'm not going to say more important than their, their actual family, but they spend more time with the work family than their other family. And it's just, there, there's a blurred line. There is, yeah. So work family. You work. know what? There's leaders out there that once they call you family and then once their real family comes in, things change and you're not really family and so forth. So and there is a very blurred line with that sort of what statement about, as well. Right? What about and it, and, it, and it goes across all different sort of work cultures and so forth. Yeah. And people that ultimately, at the end of the day, will look after number one because we yeah. are bred to self-preservation. Work, work family, work family. We we treat them like family, Lou. We treat them like volunteers. They don't make base four quarters in a row. Well, you have to do the right thing and set them on a, another path and explain to them that, you know, they're not, you know, you, you're still not, you're not acting you're out of a value of family. By out of my family, gone. Yeah, but Cole's a yeah, it's, you can't like, it's going back. You said you use the 18 year old kid that shot up 21 kids today. And it's the most horrific thing I've heard. And it's so heartbreaking. But like Thomas said, that kid is still someone's son, mother, brother, whatever, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to work family, yes, you treat them like family while they're with you. But in that instance, if someone's not performing, you need to cut them loose because that's for the greater good of that person. Are you doing the wrong thing? That doesn't mean that they're not family. That was a brother? Was a son who shot twenty-one people performing? You taking? They all said. You all said before that he's still part of your family, right? Well, that was a performance. Come into that. You're bloody making it. You, you're spinning oh, it. Family, you know family. You don't have to muddy the water to make yourself sound deep all the time. You just have to listen to what I'm saying. Oh, she's fired up. Family, family, family. I'm only using your guys' words, right? Family, but, but listen, family. I'm not saying, I'm not saying the, uh, you, you said the guy that doesn't make water and you fire your family, then, you know, are you acting in family? True. Yeah, you know what? Probably are because if my kid went out there and done the wrong thing six times in a row, I'm going to kick him up the bum and say, "Hey, buddy, you're doing the wrong thing, or you're making the wrong decisions." I'm not going to sit back and go, "Oh, he's my family. I'll just let him what what you know, let him go off the rails." So whose fault is it? He didn't make base four quarters in a row. Mum, dad, or the kid? Probably the leader's fault, you know. But it's probably do you fire yourself? Pardon? Do you fire yourself? I don't know why you have to like make a spiderweb out of everything. Just asking questions, mate. Cheryl, Cheryl's on here. She thinks I'm I'm cynical. I'm just here to ask the tough questions. That's all. Who's Cheryl? Cheryl. She's been a great contributor. I, I, listen, I, I, it's not the, the point. The point is not who's Cheryl. I think the point is that Cheryl's got these, uh, and, and she's not the only one. There's plenty of people who are, and they, they're entitled to their opinion. But, Lou, you don't have to react yeah. to, to the fact that the listeners just 
fired an, an, an arrow to the heart of Cam. And so Cam <laughs> is trying to use you to make a point. You know, yeah, you get it? You I just get it. let you let just let him drown in his shame. <laughs> right? Thanks, brother. Treat like a family. Cynical behavior. That's it. We're asking about work. Okay. We're asking about work and we're talking about treating people like family. And then we also said before, TL especially, that they're always family, regardless of whatever. But we're in a and we're in a job where if you don't perform, unfortunately, you have to go out to a second paddock. That's that's what happens. So are we. Can we treat can staff be family then? You know, Cam, you always you always accuse me of sitting on the fence, right? Yeah. And never, uh, never, I call it the grey area. You, you, you've got to judge every situation as it comes, right? Because you're saying that if someone's not performing quarter after quarter, but yeah. are they trying their best? Are they improving? Are they getting to where you need them to be? Are they following your direction? Then, okay, then we've got to judge that. Then if you're not the best leader, what are you doing to improve? Who are you reaching out to? Um, what, you know, what, what are you doing to improve yourself? Because we're all lifting the level of sort of um, value of family at the end of the day. If you're sticking by someone and helping them to grow and get there where they need to be, as long as the business is profitable. No! <laughs> That's hang family. On, hang on. As long as you make money. We're, we're designed, the system's wow. designed. The, wow. the system's the system, you're interrupting. That's, that's interrupting, interrupting. And so I think the system's designed. Wow. To, that's interrupting again. No, he said as long as you... radio. Um, so the, the system's designed that these people... Um, will will help you to get to break even point, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be forty grand. True or not? That's what so there's got to be. I'm saying, can you treat them like? You just said they're only family as long as it's profitable. Yes, did we all hear that? And that's not what I said. So you're you're taking a snippet out. That's not what I said. No, just just you've got to look at it in the video for people. If the business is profitable, that's what I said, and move forward from there and, and make the judgment call. I've heard I've heard a story recently about it. The talks have been had with a a business where a lot of the young charges the, the markets change, real estate markets change, yes, and the, the um, things are taking longer to sell. And and we've yep. all had a golden two years, probably the best well, best two years I've ever seen. But I've only been in it for three, so that was good. Um, <laughs> but the words got out, well, we, we were able to carry it while times are good, but now that they're not, you better lift your socks up or you're gone. That's the word that's gone out, right? Is yeah. that is that treating someone like Finn? No. No. But if we keep carrying if we keep carrying if we keep carrying people to the to your most favorite word, Chris, which is profit, if we to the detriment of our profit. Is, is that doing the right thing by other family? Where, where do we? Well, if but, you continue to carry you, them. You, you, yeah. you've, asked, you've asked where that person's decision is. Is that person's value family? And do they consider those people family? And that's where that conversation is sort of a, a, an open-ended question where you have to go on a lot of different sort of tangents with that. So to work out, 
that person wants to say to the younger group, well, if you don't pull up your socks, you're out. He obviously, she don't, he or she doesn't. Treated you like family while times were good, but now that times aren't as good, you're going to be no, out No, they wouldn't have. I don't think they would have. No, this is the, no, this is the like, conversation. That was the statement, right? We've treated you yeah, well. Yeah, but I don't think those people would have treated them like family during those good times. No, but that's what they're saying to these people. We've looked after you while things were good, but now things aren't so good. If you don't ship up, you're out. That's what's been said, okay? Yeah. I've heard but, it from multiple people. So while it's being family, said, it's not what's been happening. Quick, quick yes or no. Is that family, Chris? No. Lou, is that family? Oh, yes God. or no, Luke? Just give me a yes or no, please, for the sake of it. Do you, oh, it honestly, I know you're going to hate my answer, but in some respects it is, in some respects it isn't. So I'm on the... Thomas, I'm, yes or no, family I'm, or no? I'm on a colourbond fence right now. I, 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 no, it's why not, no? It's not of why convenience. No? It's not of convenience. Family is not of convenience when it's convenient for you. Family can be inconvenient and it's not easy. And I didn't swear that was uh, paused. So it's not easy, right? Wait, that doing exactly that cost me $600 at leadership. Oh, shut right? up. It's no, you didn't. You know, I heard this. I didn't swear. Long. No, I didn't say yeah, the you, word. We heard it. We all heard it. Shut up. So um, it, it's, it's inconvenient. Family is inconvenient. Family is not something that it's easy. You have to make an effort. It's, it's simple. It's not. Mate, it's not rock up and buy your next bottle of wine. It's something you have to work at. It's like a good marriage, great kids, a good family. You have to work at it. Mm. It's not a freaking something, a self-serve ice cream at freaking wherever. It's, oh, but, my God. So it doesn't actually, fall I, I, Calibon, I actually really like that, Thomas. I, I, I want to say, though, to, to answer your question in a complete way, no, a leader who actually had great time and now change because the market's changed and now making threat. That is wrong. It's not trading a team. Absolutely. As a However, team members should pull their socks up without the leader even saying it. Absolutely. Just like when my mother had the Zona virus, the, the shingles. Well, she didn't have to ask us. She wouldn't, she didn't even ask us. But I was, what is it, 16? I had my sister was 15, my brother was uh, 13. And we decided we were going to go in pairs two days a week to the bakery so that she could have one hour and a half extra sleep. So it was rain, sunny, or, 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 or winter time. We still had to walk 500 meters to, to the shop and do that. So if you treat your leader as a family, you wouldn't wait until your leader asks you to pull your socks up. Yeah. Exactly. On that train of thought, Thomas, in these times, those people who call their leader family, they need to pull their socks up for their family. Right? And so it's a, it's a, it, it, mate, it's a, an all encompassing thought process. So people who say, oh, in good times, like you said, good times, yeah, yeah, your family, in bad times, pull your sock up, pull your socks that up. Comes, your it comes back to what I said to Lou before, the question I asked Lou before about how many, and I didn't mean Lou's staff because she has had people for 20 years, but... It's, which is amazing. Staff, staff in general, um, how many of them are there for you? And none of them should be there just for you, right? But no mm. one, none of them, 
the vast majority won't treat the business like it's theirs. The vast majority will be family for you as long as they're getting paid. And as soon as the tide turns, they're, they're, they're out. So I, I don't completely agree with that, Cam. I honestly believe there's, there's many a stories that I've heard of companies, like large companies, who've really looked after their staff that have had a bad turn with whatever, the entire company's taken a pay cut so the company can stay afloat and, and work through that. So I believe it comes down to a leader who's all-inclusive, who's inspiring, someone who can inspire those people within that company. Despite that, if that didn't happen. I was, I was, at, I was in a place once where... Then people come, sorry, mate, then people come down to what's in it for them. I, I was in a place once where both the leaders ended up in hospital at the same time. And I was I was a nobody. I was a salesperson. I wasn't a manager. I wasn't a leader. Something in me went, shit, I need to be in the office more. These boys are in hospital. We need to pick up the slack. There's 12 other people in that office that didn't turn up to work for a week because I knew the leaders were in hospital. So when we're talking about percentages and we're talking about the majority of people and do people live family or just save family? Mm. There's an anecdotal evidence of 11 out of 12 people. Yeah, exactly. Does that come down to to how the leadership ran and how things went in that office? Maybe, but if you are going to sprout family and brotherhood, it shouldn't, according to Thomas, shouldn't matter how they treat you, right? Their family or not. Yeah, exactly. And I think it comes down to culture, like the the example that Chris just used and whatever else. Um, You know, and I think too... It's, um, oh, how can I say, like. With that, why are you thinking about that? Good culture is going to inspire everyone. So if you've got a bad culture, shouldn't. What I'm I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is I, I don't, I don't want people to misunderstand that, you know, sometimes we have to have the tough, tough conversations. It's like as agents, we have to have tough conversations when it comes to, you know, market reviewing and telling people what they need to hear as opposed to what they want to hear. That doesn't mean you're not acting out of family or, and that's the same when it comes to staff, the things, you know, if, if somebody wasn't performing, I could have treated them for family for ten, as family for 10 years, but for me to have a tough conversation and say, I'm sorry, you know, it's not working out. You're not doing what you need to be doing. And I don't know what's going on in your life and whatever else, but this is not working. That's me not acting out of family. That's me doing the right thing by them and us at the same time. So I think, you know, it's okay to have tough conversations and 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 you're still acting out of the right value, I suppose. Yeah, you're not Exactly. You have to. It's not all just Lou, 20 years. it doesn't mean it all hunky dory. Lou, exactly. 20 years. Sometimes harder. 20 years. Some of your people have been working for you. Your words, not mine. Yeah. Are they performing the whole time? Not always, but if they had a look, and this is the difference. I know where you're going, Cam, but you know what? It's give and take. It's give and take. And I think sometimes, you know, if you know your people enough to know, okay, look, I understand why they're not performing at this time, but if three out of four quarters they've done it and then some and they have a bad quarter well that's life fuck oh <laughs> <wasn't first>. i'm <laughs> sorry <Yes. laughs> no but can i 
Three good quarters out of four for 20 years, I call BS because I reckon there's been stages where there's been three quarters, four quarters, maybe five quarters over 20 years where people, because life happens, things happen. You tell me you've had someone performing three out of four quarters of the year for 20 years? No, I'm not saying... Honestly, honestly. I'm not saying, like, if I look at the person who's been there the longest and that would be 20 years, I would say, hand on my heart, three out of four quarters they've performed. Why are they working for you and not owning about 67 different offices? Because with a performance rate like that... Depends on your definition of performance. As long as they've made base, I haven't said they've made $300,000 a quarter. As long as they've performed, they've made their base, they've performed. Good answer. Well done. All right. We only have two minutes left. Uh, Chris and um, Cam, why don't you just close this session? Uh, for me, family is not easy. It's a it's a job. It, you have to work at it, but it's a two way street. It has to come back from both sides. Um, whether it's your work family, whether it's your family family, or your adopted family, whatever it may be, it's it, it's a two way street. It's not easy, but it's worth it in the end. Nice. And I'll just say to everyone: don't feel the pressure to say that family is is the be all and end all. It's okay to be yourself. But by the same token, take the time to sit back and work out what really is important to you because until you do that, you're not going to be performing at anywhere near your best. And if family is it, happy days. If family isn't it, that's okay. But we all got to do our best. As long as we're doing our best, no one can fault you. Let's have a go. Uh, both of you guys are too, slow, too, too short, so I'm going to have to allow... Lou to close up this session. Oh, Jesus, mate. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, what I want to say, yeah, I'll bring out my homework. No, no, no. <laughs> Cam, calm down. Calm down. You're you really not on a point. Just I had relax it. it. Just relax. Nice. Go. Look, okay, what I want to say is be it family or any other value you have in life, what's important is to know what your values are because too many, people, that. Too many people are living not knowing what their values are and where their compass is heading. And, you know, we've said it a million times before, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter where you go. And if, you know, you don't have a target, it doesn't matter where you shoot. And having values, it's your beliefs and your beliefs, as we know, Cam, you talked about this the other day, that determines your actions and your actions determine your results. So I think it's important to know what your values are. A lot of people live life not knowing what their true values are. If you want three questions to help try and work out what your values are the three in my research that i found out is take a look at who you admire and write down why you admire them and what makes you admire them the other one was what inspires you to take action in life and what are those scenarios that do take that that um, inspire you to take action what what feelings and what emotions erupted in you to to just you know make you take that action and the other thing is when do you feel most like yourself because when you feel most like yourself you, you know, you're living in your true values that you know. Like we always know in ourselves when we've done the wrong thing, said the wrong thing, or when we're doing the wrong thing. And I think if you can you can attune yourself to know when you feel like you're living most like yourself, you probably is a good clue as you're living close to your values. That's it. Hey, now that she dares looking at the camera. Look yeah. at that beautiful face. Thank God Hi. she looks like a mum. Say hello. <laughs>
Oh, if she'd want, we want black. This is Indy, the next, the next female prime minister of Australia, everybody. <laughs> no awesome. doubt. Well done, guys. Have a good one. See you guys later.